studying smarter, knowing your fee status, and why it's not always best to be the smartest person in the room. My name is Jonathan Tinnigan, and this is Better Uni Choices. This week, we look at three techniques that can help you study smarter, but not harder, for your mock exams. We look at a super useful website for those unsure of their tuition fee status, and we find out why it's not normally a good idea to be the smartest person in the room. So let's start with those three study tips to help you study smarter, but not harder. For many of you, your mock A levels will be just around the corner. And so, lots of you will have teachers and parents telling you that now is the time to work harder. Now is the time to revise and make sure you know your stuff. The conscientious amongst you will do exactly this and will spend lots of time rereading all your notes. The less conscientious won't, but will probably pretend to be working while actually doing something completely different. But what if there were ways that you could use your study time more effectively and more efficiently? For the conscientious, you'd be able to do more in the same amount of time. For the less conscientious, you'd be able to work faster and have more time for other things. For both of you, that would be a proper win-win, wouldn't it? If you agree, keep listening. Now, I'm no expert in this area, but I've had a look at the work of psychologist Daniel Willingham. I came across him through a piece he wrote in the New York Times, simply called There Are Better Ways to Study That Will Last You a Lifetime. And I've checked out some interesting stuff on his blog, too. He points out that the most common technique for studying and revising is reading and rereading your notes. Sound familiar? You sit down in your room, open your notes and reread what you did in class so that hopefully it will help you remember it when you take your exam. But the trouble is, according to Daniel, it is a terrible strategy. Even highlighting the important bits in three different colours does little to help. So what's better? Well, tip number one, practice recall. According to Daniel, top of the pile for effectiveness and ease comes practicing recall or self-testing. Essentially, stop rereading all the time and instead practice recalling the information you have just read. There are a whole bunch of ways you can do this. Lots of textbooks will have quizzes at the end of each chapter. Use them. Alternatively, just close your notes folder and write down everything you can remember about the section you have just studied. And better still, repeat the exercise the next day only skip the reading. Just write down what you can remember. Then compare it with what you had in the notes. Find the bits you missed and remind yourself to include them the next time you do recall. And, by the way, you're going to want to do the recall note writing by hand, not on a laptop. Studies show that it is more effective for a number of reasons. Firstly, it takes longer, so you have more time to process the information. And secondly, because it's slower, you'll tend to start to summarise paraphrase and map the content as you go, which is a great way for your brain to process the material. Another way to test your recall is to simply ask a friend, a brother, sister or parent to test you. Give them your notes and get them to ask you questions about the content. I know you don't want to open yourself up to look like a failure, but trust me, it's way better to get a few things wrong now with your friends and family than in the actual exam. Failure is a great teacher. Just remember, Less rereading, more recall. Tip number two, interweave and interleave your study. Now, this is a weird one because it goes right against our inbuilt instincts. You would think that it would be most effective to arrange our learning and revision in blocks. So you would think that you should revise in a single subject in a block before that exam and then move to the next subject in advance of the next exam. But research seems to show that it's better if we mix up our learning. Rather than learn in straightforward blocks, 
it is more effective to mix up our learning of different topics. This comes from a few bits of research undertaken by Monica Birnbaum, Nate Cornell and Elizabeth and Robert Bjork. Their research suggests that when we interweave our learning, we start to notice similarities and differences between the things we learn in different subjects. And this can give us a deeper, better understanding of the topics. So, if you have a two-hour session for revision, consider whether you can take two or three topics and study them together. In English literature, you could take three texts that you have studied separately and ask yourself questions that might apply to all three. In history, you could take three different periods and try to analyse them from a specific perspective, e.g. economic, political, etc. In chemistry, you could take three different experiments that you have done and work out what they have in common. Or perhaps you could try something even more dramatic. Do 40 minutes of study of English, 40 minutes of history and 40 minutes of chemistry. Weirdly, you might just find you remember all three better than if you had looked at each in separate blocks. Tip number three, space out your study. Now, I know, literally everyone is telling you that you should start your revision early, and you're sick of it. And that's because you think that they want you to do more work. And they think that if you leave it late, you'll do less work, and so you'll do less well. That's not my pitch, and I'm not going to tell you to do more work. I just want you to be able to be more effective with the work that you do. So, imagine you decide that you're going to do 20 hours of revision for your mock exams. I make no judgment on whether that is too much or too little. But with that 20 hours, you could either do 10 hours per week for the previous two weeks, or you could do five hours per week for the previous four weeks, or even two and a half hours for eight weeks. But which would be more effective? Well, research, and this one also comes from psychologist Nate Cornell, tells us that shorter spells over a longer period of time will win every time. The theory is that we actually start to forget the stuff we learned from our first session, but then we recall it again in our next session. In Nate's words, forgetting is the friend of learning. By forgetting and then relearning, we actually remember more. We get better at retrieval and become more confident with the material we are studying. So, if you really don't want to do more study, but just want to study smarter, space out your revision. Don't leave it all to the last minute. So there you have it. Three study tips that you can put into practice right away that could help you achieve more with less. Number one, prioritise practising recall over reading. Number two, interweave and interleave your learning by mixing up subjects. Number three, space out your revision as much as possible. I can't promise miracles, but now is definitely a time to try out new ideas. Your mocks are a great opportunity to try out a new way of revising so you can learn what works for you and then refine and improve it for the real thing in spring. And the great thing is, if you nail these ideas and get better at learning and revising, it will help you regardless of what you end up learning about in the future. You might not need to know about Shakespeare, quadratic equations, or the EMF of an electrochemical cell ever again. But understanding how to learn effectively will stay with you for life. So we move on to this week's Did You Know? UK universities generally charge different tuition fees, depending on whether you are a home student or have international fee status. Your access to student loans and other funding also depends on this and other factors. If you aren't sure about your fee status, you can find all the rules plus a whole load of guidance at UKESA, that's the UK Council for International Student Affairs. 
Simply go to ukcisa.org.uk, click on Information and Advice, and then on Fees and Money. And we'll finish with this week's quote of the week. If you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. This is one of those unattributed quotes that's usually shared amongst entrepreneurs and managers. Essentially, it's saying that in business, it's always best to surround yourself with people who are smarter and more able than you, especially if you're the one in charge. And in business, it's kind of obvious why. But I think it applies equally to those of you still at school and university. The people you surround yourself with are so important. They can help pull you upwards and forwards, or they can hold you back. They can help you be inspired to learn and grow, or they can put you off learning altogether. The really smart people are all about learning and growth. I reckon it's probably best to hang around with them, don't you? Coming up next week, a growth mindset. And it's nothing to do with just being smart. Thanks for listening. See you next week.